Welcome to 24 Hour Expert, where we challenge each other to see what we can learn on random topics in just a day. I'm Allie. And I'm Amy. Let's see what we've learned. All right, Allie, are you ready to dive into this week's episode? I don't know. I don't know because I don't know. It's top secret. It's very exclusive. Exclusive. Are you going to make me guess? I don't know. Okay, give me a hint and see if I can guess. It's an appetizer. Charcuterie boards? No, but that would be a great one. Mozzarella sticks. Nachos. Yes. (gasps) Got it. (laughs) Honestly, I'm so impressed with you. Okay, well, apparently if it's potato chips and appetizers, I'm pretty good at guessing. Yes. <laughs> I had so many comments run through my head that I couldn't get any of them out. Yeah, I'm a just, little brain freeze. A little brain freeze. <laughs> See, we did ice cream before. I think I have a snack problem. <laughs> now that I'm really thinking back on my selections, and I will tell you that almost all of my food-related things come because I have recently <laughs> eaten it and thought, uh, we should talk about that. Have you done a lot of food? So you've done... Good humor. Potato chips. Good humor. Jello. Nachos. Jello. Why are you doing nachos? A decent yeah, amount of food. I mean, food. more than you. A decent amount of food, yeah. Well, food is my hobbies. Okay, well, I've done a lot of alcohol. I've done vodka and beer. <laughs> I've done two alcohols. And I did mushrooms, but those are more than just food. That was science. That yeah, was science, yeah. Um, I will continue to add our puppy disclaimer because... He's right now chewing the cord of my headphones, so... He's out of control tonight. He's out of control. He cannot get comfortable. He will not stay still, so... And it's the not listeners just... can't see, but he's like has himself wrapped around Amy's shoulders like a, like a shawl or something. Yes. He's climbed up on the pillows behind me and is just decided he must be involved, so... If you hear crinkling, it's for the sound effects of nachos, and it was fully intentional and definitely not a dog toy. I think you need to take a selfie with you and him so I can post it on social media so they can see what's actually happening. Now he won't do it. Yeah. Now he's like, oh, no, I'm busy now. He just sat up to stare at himself in the window and then bark probably. Oh. Okay. Without further ado, because I don't know how much of that audio is going to make it into the episode. Let's talk about nachos. You know what, Amy? What? It's nacho cheese. It's nacho cheese. Nacho business. Oh, I should have done dad jokes about nachos. Well, for the 125th hour, I will find one. Because oh, yeah, there's so many. Yeah. It's at the heart of some of the best comedy out there. I'm telling you. Agreed. Yes, dad jokes. Yes, dad jokes. That'd be a good topic. And I would just be an episode of us telling each other jokes. I'm not opposed to it. All right, let's learn about nachos. What is a nacho, Allison? Nachos. I assume it's chips covered in cheese and toppings. Excellent. That's actually (laughs) how the Oxford Dictionary describes it. So nachos in their formal definition is a dish of tortilla chips topped with melted cheese and often other savory toppings. Nailed it. Nailed it. All right. So let's learn about the history of nachos. So nachos originated in the city of Piedras Negros in Mexico, just across the border from Eagle Pass, Texas. They were invented by a gentleman named Ignacio Nacho, air quotes, Anya, 
and he created them at the Victory Club in 1940. So the story goes that Mammy Fian, which was a regular customer, asked Anya if he could bring her and three other women who had come down to shop for the day a different snack than he would normally provide. Anya went into the kitchen and spotted freshly fried pieces of corn tortillas, and in a moment of culinary inspiration, Anya cut the tortillas into triangles, fried them again, added shredded Colby cheese, quickly heated them, and then added sliced pickled jalapeno peppers and served them. After tasting them, the women were thrilled and asked what they were called. Anya responded with, well, I guess we can just call them nachos special because Ignacio is typically shortened to nachos. So that is where nachos were born. I love that so much. Yes. I also think it's great that really the original nachos were just tortilla chips, cheese, and pickled jalapeno peppers. I love it. Frankly, I would like I'm a little board. sour cream and then I'm in. It was great. So I need you to know that I've had nachos twice this week and it was truly an inspiration behind this topic. And all of the things I may say to you later are going to make you want nachos. So if you are listening to this hungry, this is a good stopping point. And then come back and you've had your plate of nachos. And we can enjoy them. <laughs> Amy, I have to say one thing. And I don't know if we've talked about this on the show or not, but I'm surprised you like nachos because you're not a cheese fan. It's true. So here's typically how I go about eating nachos. I actually don't mind when it's like a queso type cheese. So like a liquid cheese doesn't bother me. <laughs> this audio's going to be so hard. So a liquid cheese doesn't typically bother me. What bothers me about cheese in a melted form and capacity is the texture of it. And so if you let it kind of cool and they're not melty pull apart, that's typically when I would enjoy a nacho. Which is everybody wants the melty stringy goo yeah. and you want hard crust. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, once upon a time, my dear sister, you were the one who would put cheese on tortilla chips in the microwave and it was essentially just hard crust on a chip and thought that was a delicacy. Okay, yeah. I mean, I did fry some cheese on some chips, but, you know, I, I wasn't trying to. I, just, I wasn't going to not eat them, though. I'm just saying, you probably started this, and I feel like you should take some ownership of it. Okay. All right. I will take 1% ownership. All right, let's talk more about nacho. So, nacho meaning Ignacio Anya, but we're going to refer to him as Nacho because we're going to tell a little bit more about him. Opened his own restaurant, Nacho's Restaurant, also in Piedras Negras. Anya's original recipe was printed in 1954 in St. Anne's Cookbook. The popularity of the dish swiftly spread throughout Texas and the Southwest. As far as we can tell, the first we, like I wrote this, <laughs> as far as historians can tell, the first appearance of the word nachos in English dates back to 1950, and it was included in the book A Taste of Texas. A waitress named Carmen Rocha is credited with making nachos in San Antonio, Texas famous before they introduced the dish in Los Angeles in 1959. So then, where else do we know nachos from now? 
Where else do we know nachos from? Like, what other version of nachos do you see out in the world that maybe aren't nearly as appetizing? I have no idea. Sporting event nachos. Oh. Or like, yeah, school cafeteria. Yeah. So like... Weird cheese, yeah. The circle chips and the weird cheese. So let's talk about what are called ballpark nachos. Okay. The dish with cheese sauce and prepared tortilla chips was first marketed in 1976 by Frank Liberito, owner of the Rico's Products, um, during a Texas Rangers baseball game in Arlington Stadium. Hmm. So these became known as ballpark tacos. Um, they nachos. also, <laughs> yes, <laughs> they did become known as ballpark nachos. So during the September 4th, 1978 Monday night football game between the Baltimore Colts and the Dallas Cowboys, sportscaster Howard Cosell enjoyed the name nachos so much, he made a point of mentioning the dish in his broadcast over the following week that actually led to its further popularization in the States. Oh, wow. That is a fun fact. Yeah. So Ignacio Anya, or Nacho, passed away in 1975. In his honor, a bronze plaque was erected in Piedras Negras, and October 21st was declared the International Day of the Nacho. Anya's son, Ignacio Anya Jr., served as a judge at the annual Nacho competition. Love it. Want to go to that competition. I know. Doesn't it sound like a delight? Yes. Also, what day did you say? October what? October 21st was declared the International Day of the Nacho. Oh, well, we know some people who that's their birthday. And also, I think we need to celebrate this year. I think we totally should. Let's talk a little bit about tortilla chips, because I think it's important that we talk about the foundation of nachos. Agreed. It literally says tortilla chips, the foundation of nachos. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought you were so clever. I'm not. No, I actually just borrowed that. The actual tortilla chips became more popular in the United States than they did in Mexico. So while nachos were actually created in Mexico, popularity of tortilla chips grew in the U.S. more so than in Mexico. Because we love a chip of any variety. We love a chip. They also got packaged as products in Los Angeles. And that's actually the first time that a tortilla chip was ever packaged. They took... The wrapped and broken tortillas that were otherwise unsellable fried them and sold them for 10 cents a bag. Tortilla owner Rebecca Webb Corzanza usually gets credit on this one, although that is uh, sometimes disputed. Okay, okay. I like it, though. Yeah. Thank you, whoever did it. I had a lot of tortilla chips, arguably too many for dinner. Mm, See, but they're nachos if you put stuff on top of them. I used them as a spoon. I just was scooping and eating. Oh, that's with just chips. chips and dip. That's just chips and dip. <laughs> so the last fact that I want to share about Anya was that nachos were almost trademarked by Nacho's son, so Anya's son. But by the time his son contacted the lawyer in 1960s, it was two decades after its creation, and he was told it's too late to try and trademark them. And also, just let the rest of us enjoy them. We love you, and we love them, and let us have it. So let's talk about some other kinds of nachos that have become very popular. So obviously there's the more traditional Mexican type style nacho, which is apparently not truly just Mexican because the original ones were cheese and jalapenos, but where you think of salsa, olives, meat, toppings, stuff like that. Other nachos that have become very popular are 
wonton nachos, barbecue nachos, and veggie nachos, which sounds like you can use any type of veggie in a small chip form with other sauces and toppings on top that have reached popularity in the recent decades. Is that just like a salad then? It's, I mean, yeah, but if you have like kale nachos, it sounds more exciting. Okay. In theory. Sure. Sure. I could not find an official ranking for toppings, but the toppings that I most commonly found for nachos being the most popular were obviously cheese, given. Right. Some version of meat or a non-meat product, but that is simulating meat, so even like tofu and things like that being crumbled up on top. Okay. Tomatoes and or salsa, pico de gallo, any version of some sort of acidic topping, and then jalapenos and onions. I also like black olives. I definitely sour cream. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't really have a lot of dips on there, but it is what it is, I suppose. Yeah. Or, you know, a nice side of guacamole. Yeah. So while we're still in the nacho and tortilla phase, let's talk a little bit about the most popular tortilla chips based on today.com rating. Okay. Okay. So coming in at number six is Frontera Thin and Crispy Tortilla Chips. Coming in at number five is the Classic Alley. What would you call them? Tostitos. There you go. Original tortilla chips. Four was Santita's tortilla chips. Three was Mission tortilla strips. Two was On the Border Cafe style tortilla chips, which are my personal favorite. Ooh, okay. And one was Zychel. It's X-O-C-H-I-T-L. Mexican style tortilla chips. I really like the Garden Fresh brand, but I think that's pretty local to where I live. Mm. I also like really good homemade ones at a restaurant. I highly judge a Mexican restaurant based on their tortilla chips. Me too. Your food could be amazing, but if you have garbage tortilla chips, I will not be back. That's on you. You've made a poor life choice. I need to binge eat before I binge eat. And if you don't have good tortilla chips, how am I going to do that? Actually, the tortilla chips on the table thing was also popularized in America because in Mexico, they're typically used in the dish, right? So they are nachos. They're not an appetizer. So leave it to the U.S. to be like, you know what? We need more chips. And I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it either. But just have good chips. Good chips and good salsa. Because if you have good chips and then awful salsa, also a loss. Or we recently went to a new place that we hadn't been to. And it was very disappointing because they had great chips, but the rest of the food was the blandest Mexican food I've ever had. Oh, that's so unfortunate. I'm like, no, your chips are so good, but I can't come back now. Right, because I know the rest of it's not. Yeah, it was disappointing. Well, let's try and undisappoint you and do some fun facts. Great. All right. So fun fact number one is that the entire time I was working on Nacho content, Nacho Fernandez, who is a real Madrid soccer player, was getting so much coverage in my data. So good on him. Because if you put in Nacho stats, he comes up. (laughs) That's awesome. So that's fun fact number one. So... Fun fact number two is that social conversations about nachos have actually declined by 18.92% over the past year. My gosh, let's remedy that. 
We all need to talk about nachos. I really hope 24-hour experts can come and save the day on that. Also, not exactly the same, but you know what I've been wanting to try is basically making nachos but using tater tots. So see, Allie, you were judging the kale. You're just making a potato salad. Fine. I will make potato salad. Baked potato salad. There is a brewery up here that does a really good tater tot nachos. I guess what I'm making is not tater tot nachos. or It's loaded tots. It's loaded tots. But same feeling. More so than vegetable nachos, please. I mean, it's all about branding, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is. So let's say... A lot of people have figured out that branding nachos also leads to successful menus because 20.32% of restaurants offer nachos on their menus. I believe that. I think it's a popular appetizer. It's a good shareable. It is a good shareable. Which leads me to my next fun fact, that nachos are typically categorized as an appetizer or a snack and not as a meal, which is funny because I eat them as a meal and most that I've had are huge. Same. I will sometimes just make them... For dinner as the meal. Yes. I actually prefer a nacho as a meal. Actually, my husband and I had nachos as a meal, I think, this Tuesday for dinner. Together. Well, I guess you had them twice this week. I did. I've had them twice this week. And they were both delicious. Um, Actually, a current trend for nachos is that they're making more vegan versions. So non-meat products being included and all sorts of different options for vegan nacho lovers. I can't say I've ever had a vegan nacho. But it's coming up in popularity quite quickly. I could see that that'd be pretty easy to do, yeah. Because a lot of the toppings, I mean, you need vegan cheese, but besides that, a lot of it's salsa, tomato, onion. Easy. Pretty accessible. So Nacho's market size is estimated to reach $2.3 by 2027. I would believe it. Just Nacho's as a whole, which I thought was funny that that stat actually existed, but it did. Awesome. And let's, let's bump that up. Agreed. So let's talk about how many nachos do we consume? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know the answer to how many tortilla chips Americans consumed. And Tostitos and Sabra, four years ago, conducted a study to see how many pounds of tortilla chips Americans consumed on just Cinco de Mayo. So on May 5th, okay, Americans consumed four years ago, mind you. 16.6 million pounds of chips on just Cinco de Mayo. I believe it. And more than 25 million pounds of store-bought dips to accompany them. I believe it. This year, let's blow that number out of the water. Blow Everybody, the water. get your nachos ready for Cinco de Mayo. So if you'd like to visualize how much that is, they also shared the stat that that would cover 26 million 15-ounce margarita glasses. Wow. 26 million 15-ounce margarita glasses could be filled with that amount of tortilla chips and dip. Also, how many football stadiums is that? Well, I don't know. We'll have to do the conversion of a margarita glass to a football stadium. All right. Well, that's a lot of math, and you know I won't do that. But I I would like to imagine it's at least a football stadium of chips. Right. I would agree with that. So up next, we have the most expensive nachos that I could find on the internet. How much would you like to believe that they are? $457. $457. Honestly, not terrible. You're a little bit more than double that. But a $210 Russian nacho dish exists at the Park Hyatt Hotel in New York, including fresh potato chips topped with 
caviar, sour cream, chives, and hard-boiled egg yolks, paired with a glass of Dom Perignon. Oh, okay. Very fancy. So, question. This is a is a hamburger, a sandwich kind of a question. If the base is not tortilla chips and cheese, are we considering just anything nachos? Because I would argue that potato chips with caviar and whatever you just said are not nachos. They're just whatever they are. I think we'll leave that up to the listeners. I, I feel like you're going to have to make your own call on that. Okay, well, I say that that's not nachos, but... No one usually agrees with me, so. Well, we'll see. We can take a poll. Is anything, are chips with anything on top of them nachos, or is it a corn tortilla chip with intentional toppings on them? We'll have to see. Like, minimally cheese. Like, it ha- like chips and cheese, I would say fine. You can call that a nacho. Yeah. If you melted the cheese. If you melted it. Actually, you just led to our next fun fact. It's like you were planted. So, <laughs> because I couldn't find a stat on number of nacho eaters like as a self-identified like i am a nacho eater right Right. but i could Uh. find and the stat actually exists for the number of people who eat corn chips and cheese snacks meaning like corn chips and cheese together so in 2022 236.7 million people identified themselves as corn chips with cheese snack eaters I love it. And that is a fact. Okay, a couple more fun facts, and then I'm going to read you some of the most popular nachos in America. Um, And I picked a few states because I found them from the states. But Okay. And then I have one more comment before we're done, but I'll let you go. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, the largest nachos ever made was at the University of Kansas Stadium. It took 80 people to assemble 860 pounds of nacho cheese, 860 pounds of beef, 1,200 pounds of beans, 315 pounds of jalapenos, and 600 pounds of tortilla chips. Wow. That sounds so good. So we're going to leave our fun facts there. I know I said I had a few more. I misread them. So we're just going to go right into state's best nachos. This is a list that you can find on Eat This, Not That. So if you're curious about your state, I highly encourage you. But don't read it when you're hungry. So this is, again, my warning that if you need a snackety snack... Now would be the time because I'm going to read you the description of five states' most popular nacho dishes to wrap up our episode. So starting off with California, Bar Ama in Los Angeles has the most popular nachos in California. They have something called the Super Nacho Hour, which occurs every weekday from 5.30 to 7 p.m., offering $5 micadillas and massive servings of nachos. Mm. That sounds yep. fun. The nachos are served with chips, queso, crema, avocado, and you can add carne asada, rancheros, chicken, chicken picadillo, or soy riso. Okay, okay. Next up, we have Illinois with the Little Goat Diner in Chicago. This popular Chicago diner has nachos dish made from heaven. That's a direct quote. Made okay. with house-made masa chips, chorizo, pickled peppers, black beans, cheddar, sour cream, and avocado, reviewers say they can't get enough of Little Goat's Machos Nachos. Michigan's most popular nachos live at Ascension Brewing Company in Novi. This is a microbrewery, and they pair it with an IPA. So Mr. Piggins Brewery Nachos are made with tricolored corn tortillas, piled high with pulled pork, red onion, warm cheddar ale, 
shredded mozzarella, and topped off with pico de gallo and sriracha bourbon barbecue sauce. Probably not the nachos for me, but okay. Somebody somewhere will love that. In New York, Taqueria Diana, I'm sorry if I butchered that, in New York City, I'm sorry, has two locations, one in Manhattan and one in Brooklyn. They do a fresh quality street food classic, and their nacho ingredients are very simple. Fresh corn tortillas, beans, cheese, salsa, and chicken, meat, or carne, uh, chicken or carne asada. That sounds right? good. Just simple, clean. And the last one I pulled was Washington. The most popular nachos in Washington belong to Pacific Southern in Tacoma. This is a casual southern food spot in Tacoma. They have something called the BuzzFeed nachos, air quotes, that are made from house-made potato chips and served with oh. your choice of barbecued pulled pork or chicken. Not nachos. I know. I guess I'm pulled leaving pork. you with controversy because that is the very last one I have. But truthfully, I read through most of the list. I don't think I got all 50, and I have never wanted nachos more in my life, and that is after eating them twice this week. So I hope I've left you hungry for more knowledge. But that's it. So thanks for letting me talk at you. So we can't miss reference Amy. And that is Parks and Rec. When Andy is getting back together with Mouse Rat. And they talk about how he needs to melt the cheese on the nachos. And he says something to the effect of, melt the cheese. I mean, well, that's just crazy. But I guess I can try it. Do you remember that? I don't. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I – I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I have as in-depth knowledge on Parks and Rec as you do. I've only watched it three or four times, not eight. I'm just saying, I know that there's people out there who knows we're fans, and if we miss a reference, they will email us. And I appreciate that email. So keep we sending didn't miss them. this one. Although I guarantee you we missed another one from, like, Schitt's Creek, New Girl, or The Office. So we'll just see what else Something. they come up with. But, yeah. All right. We'll do with that what you will. If you have any comments, corrections, suggestions, or references we missed, you can email us at 24hourexpert at gmail.com. Spell out all the words. It's also our website, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us there. Talk to you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to 24 Hour Expert. Our theme song is Lo-Fi World by Ricky Bambino. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified of future episodes. 